Broadcast on a Wednesday, sunny morning in Southport. Uh, not, not been so sunny lately, um, but uh, it's all good. Um, welcome again to this, the broadcast, the, 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 the show, <laughs> if you like. Uh, welcome to World Glorious Network TV in Kenya as normal. And of course, we're on live on my YouTube and Facebook channels. I think I've got a Twitch channel and a Twitter channel and all the channels, all the, all the, uh, the channels um so we're we're live we're uh we're preaching the gospel and we're coming to you um with a message an interesting message today i, I it's been kind of been brewing in my heart over the last few days as, as my pastor's been speaking on some things and some other people have been speaking some things about church um get some announcements out of the way we will be going from from now on um on th- this broadcast to two days a week only um just to help my uh scheduling my my uh, the stuff that I need to do on a day to day basis. But what we will, what I am looking to do, a couple of things on a Wednesday and a Friday, we will start at nine fifteen thereabouts, and we'll go longer. Okay, instead of going for half an hour, we might go forty five minutes an hour. That will allow people to log on, come in, go drop in, drop out, and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully, if you're with me and you pull from the the spirit of God and and uh, on that's on the inside of me that's on the inside of you and we pull and we work together we'll start to see greater um, revelation come forth um, I'm a very much an inspirational preacher um, I don't necessarily have pages and pages of notes I'm not a teacher um, I can teach I have taught before I, I can use notes if need be but these broadcasts are more inspirational and encouraging so the part of the reason why i want to make it longer is so that i can actually perhaps start doing have that room to teach a bit more um if we feel led to but also just to just get into a place of prayer get into a place of ministry so that we're not in a rush and so that we can take uh, uh, take altar calls um and preach the gospel for salvation um talk about giving and and receiving offerings and things like that all those kind of things that can go on in a slightly longer broadcast um which i find difficult to do in half an hour and of course what i do want to really kind of suggest is that you follow me on instagram at gospel pursuits um it's a great way of connecting, a great way of, of, of t- chatting in the comments and in the in the messages. Um, and also what I would like to do is um, do more day-to-day stuff on the Instagram stuff, a little shorter messages, more encouraging stuff. Uh, so that's at Gospel Pursuit on Instagram. And of course, anyone in the world can watch. And thank God for uh, Pastor Martin in World Glorious Network TV for being flexible for what I'm going to be doing. Uh, and we'll just see how it gets on. So hopefully I won't be taking weeks off. Is is basically what's happened is um, I will have do four four days a week, which is great. I love it. Um, but it takes up a lot of uh, preparation time and a lot of um, stuff that's happening. So therefore, um, I end up 
having to cram stuff in and stuff like that. So hopefully this will give you more facts. Anyways, I've explained. Um, so the d title today is Provision. But what I've done is, if you've seen, I've called it Pro-Vision. Um, there's some things that have been coming out lately, uh, as I say, from my pastor, from other people talking about the combination of faith and what you see. Um, I don't think it's explained exactly like that, but um, I'm kind of just tweaking it a little bit. So what you see on the inside of you, your vision, if you like, um, and I'm not talking about a dream. I'm talking about what you see. There's a difference between a dream and a vision in a lot of ways. Now, vision is what you see. Dream are your hopes to see. When you hope for something, you don't see it. But, but when you have a vision, you see it. Um, Habakkuk had a, a great uh, first couple of chapters. I don't know what I mean that is. Those are the two that I've been reading. Um, and chapter one starts with Habakkuk's burden. And then ha chapter, uh, Habakkuk, uh, chapter two, it becomes a vision. So the burden is is what's come come on him, and he's 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 wrestling with it. He's seeing the problems. He's seeing what's around it. He he even he says, "Oh Lord, how long shall I cry, and and you will not hear? Even I cry out unto thee of violence, and and you will not save." It's he's he's seeing and looking into the natural, and pulling from the natural what needs to be done. He could it's he's carrying a burden. Now, thank God we're Christians. We're born again. We're spirit-filled. We don't carry the burden of things that is beyond us. We carry what's light. We carry what's free and liberty. That's what Jesus has provided for us. He's come to give us abundant life. But sometimes the eyes of the, na the natural will see things in the natural and just say, God, why are you not doing anything about this? I can talk about several things going on in the world today, that if you look at it with the natural eyes, natural thinking, you will take it on and carry it as a burden. There are things in your family life, things in your natural life, things in your work life that you carry and you put stress on, pressure on you so that it kind of, you carry this weight because you are relying and looking at what's out there in the natural. You are seeing things and taking them on board and uh, reacting to circumstances. You may have some hopes. You may have some dreams. You may be a dreamer. You may sit down. But the burden of what you're carrying is becoming too great. Thank God for the anointing. Because the anointing is there to destroy and remove burdens. To destroy yokes. Remove burdens. To just wipe them out. But we, uh, we are not to carry the cares of this world. Paul's very... Very clear on this. And Peter says, you know, God is our caretaker. We don't carry the care. We rejoice always. And, and, and again, Paul says to rejoice. C worrying not. Being anxious over nothing. Jesus himself said, take no thought. Do not worry. Seek first the kingdom and all the things that you are worried about. All the provision that you need. All the, the prosperity. Did you hear the word provision in there? Everything that you need is wrapped around seeking first the kingdom of God. My goal in life is to press towards the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ, seeking first the kingdom of God. So Habakkuk had this vision, uh, sorry, this burden that he carried, and he even saw into it and said, he said this, that, that, that he saw this, and, and uh, um, 
I'm, I'm kind of, it's verse 5 and it says this, Behold you among the heathen in regard, and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told you. So there's some things coming. We know there's things coming in the, in the church. We know this thing's going to be shifting around and moving because it has to, because we're meant to be a glorious, a beautiful bride for Jesus as he returns. We're meant to be glorious. We're meant to be a, a church that's risen up and walking in the great things. Yesterday we talked a message about the greatness within you, walking that out. God has promised that he will do marvelous and mighty things wherever we are and what we're doing. And there's, and there's a hope and a dream on the inside of us to, to do that and to see that to happen. But if we don't switch from a place of hope into a place of vision where you see what God is saying that's going to happen, where you see what's happening in the spiritual realm, where you're activating what you see with your faith, if you don't do that and switch from carrying a burden or um, dreams, hopes, and living in la-la land because we hope something is going to happen, if you don't switch to a, a place of vision where you see and you have faith in what you see, then the, then the dreams and the hopes will just die and, and fade away and you will be shifted on to a rubbish tip. Dreams and visions and hopes and, and all these kind of things. See, vision is sight. Sight. It's, it's sight. We don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are eternal. Habakkuk was also said, God told him to write the vision and make it plain upon the table so that whoever reads it can run with it. It says, for the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end of it shall speak and shall not lie. Though it shall tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. But then he flipped the next verse, the next verse. But the just shall live by his faith. Your vision or the thing that you see on the inside of you must be hooked up with faith to see it come to pass. But what am I talking about? Provision. You see, we, we get into uh, a place very easily as Christians where we're seeking where the next bill is going to be paid, where the next healing is going to come from, where the next salvation is going to come from. We are in a place where we have got to, to move forward in what we're doing, but yet we're looking around to see how we get to be forward. See, sometimes we are just living in a dream world and we're going after what we feel and what we hope to see and what we hope to do, but really we're not seeing it. We're not seeing what God has given us. We're not seeing the vision that he has placed before us. We're not using our eyes to focus on what he's got for us. So we are shifting around and trying to find provision and supply for something that we don't actually see. I'm probably going a lot deeper than I, I kind of intended to with this. But pro-vision simply means that God is pro his vision for your life. So the provision that he has provided for you is hooked and connected to the, the, the pro proactive, the pro-life, the pro-truth. Pro that side of him in you working with the vision that he has for your life. 
See, when you have a telescope set up on a target, and it's all screwed in and and or whatever, and it's set, and it, it, you can see exactly where 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 it needs to go. If you don't line your eyes up with that telescope, but you go like that, go like that, you do not see where that telescope is focused on. It's very easy to get knocked out of shape, out of unsettled. See, uh, one of the things that I, I've noticed recently is how depression, how pressure, stress tries to destabilize what you are looking at in God. The pressure that the devil wants to assign to your life wants to get you destabilized. Frustration destabilizes your heart. So your the eye of faith that you are trying to operate in is, is disjointed from the vision that is on the inside of you, from the projection of what God has for your life on the inside of you. Your eyesight, it's like almost like taking off your glasses and putting the wrong glasses on it. I, I've recently had was told I need reading glasses versus distance glasses. So if I put my reading glasses on, I can see what's right in front of me. But I look far down the road or whatever, I can't see. I could not, can't drive with my reading glasses on because I can't see down the road because it blurs my vision. We need to have our vision focused and our eyesight, let's use the word eyesight instead of vision, our eyesight of faith hooked on the right vision using the right um, lenses, the right focal points, the right everything that works together to, to see what we need to see so that we can operate in faith. See, our faith is based on the Word of God and the Word of God on the inside of us creates and supports and is pro the vision and assignment and plan of God that He has put on our lives. The plan of God that is put on our lives and the assignment, that is where God is backing you. That is where God is pro your sight, pro what you see. He, he is backing you, backing what you need to do based on what you see that he has given you to see. If your vision is looking at something that isn't his will for your life, this is how what John talks about in 1 John. He says, we know he hears us if we pray according to his will. His will is the vision and the plan and the purposes and the assignment and the destiny that's crushed on the inside of you. As we said yesterday, greatness within you that is meant to come out of you. Your vision and what you see on the inside of you, there's something that needs to come out. I, I, I wrote, wrote this down in Habakkuk 2. It's his vision. He's showing you his vision. He's showing you and allowing your eyes to line up to see what he sees. It's the eye of faith. It's the eye of, of eternity. It's the eye. See, I, I love what, what a minister of, uh, in our church has been talking about. He's been talking about this idea that eternity, there's this little pocket of time like this, but on both sides and around is eternity. God deals with eternity. He's not worried about this little time bit thing. He's seeing, he knows the end from the beginning and the whole point of giving you the vision is so that you can start to operate on his level, be an imitator of him and step into a realm that opens up your eyesight to see what he needs you to see. And then you can connect and walk out. What did Jesus do? He did everything that he first saw the Father do. He had correct vision. And then I love, if you flip over to Jeremiah. Hmm. Well, see, when, when, when you're watching the television, the, 
I love what, why it's called television. It's telling a vision. And quite often you watch a film and if you read the reviews on it, it's especially if a director's done a, say, a, a book or like Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings. It was his vision of what he saw in someone else's work. So he took what J.R.R. Tolkien wrote down and applied his vision, his lens, his view, his, his perception of it and told his vision through the media of film. And you see that all throughout. Film often takes what the book, and some people say they've destroyed the book, they say, sometimes they just rip it off, but really what that person is doing is seeing what they see on the inside of them, putting it and projecting it out. And so that's why we as human beings will sit down, we'll watch TV, and we'll receive someone else's vision for our lives if we're not careful. This is why it's so important to get the Word of God in your life, because the Word of God will replace what images are coming from outside here with an image that is solid that lines up with God and you can start to walk out his plan for your life because your vision is clearly matching his. Jeremiah says this, verse 29, chapter 29, verse 7, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So not only does God give you a vision, he has actually prescribed thoughts he is thinking about you. It's his thoughts that we're to line up with. It's his will that we are to line up with. It's his eyesight that we're to line up. We're the body of Christ. The head has the vision and the eyesight and the seeing and the looking beyond. And us as a body hooks up with that eyesight and starts to walk it out. The body working together, each and every part. It's, it's, it, it, we're becoming a, a machine like. We're becoming like we're producing because we're all working together. We're producing because the manufacturing plants are operating correctly. The manufacturing plant could be shut down for one part not working pro correctly. One section of a manufacturing part is, is producing something incorrectly. So further down the line, the end product isn't working properly. So the whole thing has to shut down until they find out what's wrong. When a surgeon goes into your body, he doesn't often deal with the pain. He deals to try and find the root of the problem and fixes that, and then the pain will be removed. So we need to hook our, this is why our vision, hooking our eyesight of faith up to what God is seeing for our lives, hooking our mind up with what he is thinking about our lives it comes into line it starts to move correctly it starts to function correctly see when me and you operate in what we have got in store for our lives the plan that he has for life when we do that and every christian starts to do that we start to fit together correctly when one of us is out of sync the rest of us fails now, thank God for grace. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for, for his, his ability to um, give us wiggle room in our assignment. I mean, how many of us know that when you're in the perfect will of God, you can still make mistakes? But you also remember this. An athlete who's highly trained, running at the best of his ability, could make a mistake and still win. Because he's operating in the exact way of doing it you think about a football game a team on a football team uh, uh, whether it's american football or or english football or or whatever sport the winning side quite often makes a lot of mistakes they let they let goals in against themselves they 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 pass make a bad pass 
But see, the one tiny mistake doesn't affect the overall performance of the team. So thank God, that's what grace does. It allows the team to function at a level of victory, no matter what's going on inside that comp compass of victory. It's not like that, oh my gosh, that person said something wrong, so all the salvation is over. Thank God we're not doing that. But what I'm talking about is when we want to operate as that team, as that team that crushes its opponent, that wins 5-0 over its opponent. That when it just, just just wipes them out because we're operating at the best that we could operate, that is the vision that is on the inside of us. That is the connection. That's the telescope focus. That is pressing towards the mark of the high calling of in Christ Jesus. Operating with his thoughts, thinking beyond our own thoughts. So we have his vision. We have his thoughts. Then, of course, in Jeremiah... Verse 1, uh, sorry, chapter 1, verse 9, says this. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. We have his vision. We see what he sees. We start to think what he thinks. We begin to understand his thoughts are prosperous and active and, and they are peaceful and, and they are they have got something at the end of them. There, there's an expected end to the vision. There's something it will not tarry. There, there's, there's something amazing. There's something we've, we've gone from the realm of dreaming and hopes and we've actually seen by the eye of faith the into the eternal and not into, into the natural. We, we're starting to see beyond the veil. We're starting to go from glory to glory. We're beginning to see, to walk the righteous steps towards the, the horizon of, of, of his, his, his rising glory. We're walking towards him. We've got his thoughts. We're thinking correctly. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. His will is operating in our lives. We are, we are so in a place of vision that God's proactive, positive, amazing blessing is working with his vision for our lives because we're hooking up. And then the, we have his word in our mouth. And this is what's really crucial. His word may be in your mouth. His thoughts may be in your mind. Your, his vision might be in your heart. But it's your mouth that speaks it into being. That prophesies into the future. That lines up situations and circumstances with his plan and assignment. You're prophesying. You're speaking moves mountains. You're prophesying. You're speaking brings desires to pass. You're prophesying and speaking begins to correctly adapt everything in your life to line up with what's going on in here and in here and you could cement it with authority in the spiritual realm as you speak with accuracy and and influence and enforcing what God's put on the inside of you see you might see it by the eye of faith you might think it with a renewed mind, but if it doesn't come out of your mouth, you will not have what you say because you will be not saying what you need to say. Do have what you say. It's by faith that we speak. It's by faith that we connect to what's on in the heart. It's the heart, the mind, and the mouth connection that must be released, working together. This is the all things working together for the good to those who love him. Because then we add in a, th a fourth dimension to the mind and the mouth and the heart. And that is the Holy Spirit working with and through you. Working with and through you, through your mind, your mouth, and your heart. Your spirit man filled to overflowing out of the abundance of the heart 
the mouth speaks and rivers of living water flow. James says you can't have blessing and curse coming out. You can't be a double-minded man and receive anything from God. All good things come from the Father. All things come from uh, above, but we must operate in all things good to receive the things that are coming from above. We start talking. We start believing. We start bringing forth the spiritual direction, bringing forth the spiritual authority, bringing forth the spiritual communication that needs to be brought into the realm of the natural so that we see change. And why are we doing all of this? What's the point of us going deeper into the things of God? What's the point of us going beyond the basics and the foundational principles of laying on our hands and all these kind of different things? Why are we going forward? Because we are creating an environment for the Spirit of God to move. When we create an environment for the Spirit of God to move, that's when souls can start to be drawn into the kingdom in multiple numbers. Because if we're doing it in our own strength, we might see a little bit of addition. We might see a little bit of people come in, but it never becomes lasting when we bring them into an environment that is, is created for and created by a spiritual authority, a spiritual vision on the inside of us. People come into that. They hook up to it. They get saved. They get renewed nude, they get a vision, they start to hook in, they become part of the body, the body moves forward step by step by step by step and it explodes in growth, it multiplies the seeds that we are sowing now by the words of our mouth with authority and victory will see thousands and multiple thousands and millions of people come into this earth and become saved, come into the body of Christ as the return of Jesus Christ is imminent, we are speaking these things, we are excited about these things our assignment is being fulfilled before us the plan of God is open it's open our eyes are open to see it come to pass and we are beginning to march forward and become the marching army of God that's blood-bought spirit-filled word speaking and explosive on the face of this earth we cannot put hold back we it's don't draw back the day is upon us to see greatness. The day is upon us to see salvation. The day is upon us to see miracles and life. And um, it comes from that active vision on the inside of us that we see with our eye of faith. This isn't a dream for me any longer. This isn't a hope for me any longer. This is a calling. This is a, a focused assignment. This is a plan. This is salvation on the tip of my tongue. This is people getting saved on the tip of, tip of our tongues. This is, this is healing and miracles and, and joy and victory and dancing and laughter and freedom. The abundant life that Jesus has called us to is all backed on the fact that the what we look at is what his plan is. And he's pro your the plan that's on the inside of you that he's given you. He's not pro your own thinking of dreams and la-la land. When it lines up with his word, it gets achieved. Hallelujah. I can tell you time after time when I've drawn or gone off the path, the frustration, the, the stress, the buildup, because I'm trying to find provision, but God's not pro that vision that I have. So the struggle is there. The enemy takes you out. The enemy puts pressure on you and shifts you. And it's all to get you defocused off of what's on the inside of you 
going forward. Hallelujah. Well, this is why I want to have longer sessions and less sessions. Because my time's run out. I've got to go. I've got a meeting in Starbucks at 11 o'clock. So I've got to get there. But it's such a privilege for me to preach the gospel. I've had some wonderful times. Yesterday was a, a great time. Today has been wonderful. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Pastor Joel, for chipping in. We have got a fire in our belly and it has been ignited and there is a time now to just rise up, get over what's holding you back and realize that you're seated in heavenly realms and when you've plugged into his vision, he will be pro you and your provision, provision will come. It will be fruition. It will be laid out before you hallelujah run carry what god's got for you and it's time for me to go but have a great day as i say the weather's relatively nice where i live so I, i'm gonna have a nice day i'll base everything on the weather of course you know all my teaching about faith and all that stuff you gotta look at the weather as well i'm only joking hallelujah the weather does not decide what i do with my life but it's great to see sunshine I love it. Have a great day. See you on Friday. We will not be broadcasting tomorrow. Tomorrow's a work day. So to, to Friday we will talk and it will be Feel Good Friday. And I'm believing God for some great things to in store concerning health, healing for your body, your mind and your spirit. We will have a great day on Friday. I will see you soon. Thank you for watching. Bye bye.